0: Me down yeah.
1: but you can try. You can try, you can try, uh-huh. you can tell me how now tell me
0: why I've got so hard. Restless and crazy, and though my mind is hazy, I don't realize my lady. Long, long days, days and pleasant night.
2: nights to and you night guys. To me, This week's episode is Chelsea Babcock. She's a good friend of mine. I've known her for a while now, since about 2014, when I was living back in Minnesota. Um, She is a production assistant, sometimes editor, works in film in general, and you might know her best from her videos of her as an amateur juggler, which is quite exciting. Um, I'd like to thank Billy Conahan for the use of the track, To Be or Not, off of Leaping with Intent to Fly. Let's just do the damn thing,
1: huh? So, hi, Tristan. Hi. Hey,
2: I'm the host. Hi, Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) This is my podcast now. (laughs) I am the host now. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even seen that friggin'
1: movie. I haven't either. Yeah. Actually.
2: That's how deep it is permeated. Mm -hmm. Pop culture
1: actually i saw like the last five minutes of it
2: working at willow creek
1: it? no i came home and my dad was watching it mm.
2: your Which dad like, seems a like great... a tom hanks guy <laughs> like he does like <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah there
2: are certain kinds of like men of a certain age that just love tom hanks yep i remember Well,
1: tom hanks is great oh yeah like, he's he's kind of a dork and i like that
2: oh absolutely my <laughs> favorite uh photo of him is just on like a, a swing in a park <laughs> like inexplicably <laughs> he's just like has ice cream and is swinging like a kid would uh uh-huh. except for he's that's great you know 40 tom hanks. yeah 47 year old fat tom hanks like <laughs> i like how he also like turned to his doctor and was like his doctor was like okay well you're gonna get diabetes if you don't stop what you're doing and he mm-hmm. goes give me some insulin just like yeah. she's completely fine i'll have diabetes i'm not changing a thing about myself Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so uh you're in from minnesota Anyways, so
1: depression <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so yes i'm from minnesota uh-huh <laughs> sorry i'm like hijacking this yeah yeah. For I everyone can't... at home, we already did an hour of this. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Part of me is like, we should
2: reschedule. But, um, I know. But part of me is also like, just do it today. It'll be fun. So you're yeah. from Minnesota, Minneapolis, born and raised. From Minneapolis. And the playground yep. is where you spend most of your days, chilling, yep. Meraxin, mara- mara- which is where um, you watch Miramax movies and just kind of chill <laughs> out. Meraxin, and... if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And drink Miralax.
2: Mir- what's Miralax? Is that is that yeah. a laxative? Yeah. So you're just watching, you're watching Shakespeare in Love and slowly <laughs> shitting yourself. Like, yep. <laughs> I like this version I, of our podcast better already because, like, I'm awake. <laughs> the first one, the first twenty minutes, you notice I was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh-huh.
0: yeah, yeah, off <sighs> the side of your seat.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um but you're from <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. I am. And now you live in Los
1: Angeles. Los Angeles and it's raining. It's raining. Hallelujah. Well that yeah. actually
2: is really good because you guys are in like the middle of a drought there, right? Yeah,
1: and have been forever. That's crazy. So yeah, we this is good. It just started recently as well. Good. Not the drought, but the rain. So <laughs> <laughs> Drought's yes. been there for a while, I'd say. Yes. There was some news about it. <laughs> what's this voice?
2: I don't know. Um, it
1: kind of sounds like Jim Gaffigan's impressions. <laughs> like not him, but the, the people. No, I who understand impressions what
2: you mean. Of. I don't know. No. Mm. Um, what am I? Cal. <laughs> I'm a manatee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone came up to him I'm in an airport. and Goes. Are you Philip Seymour Hoffman? He goes, <laughs> I'm really not. No, I think you are.
1: And then he walked away
2: like five oh feet, and then took a picture of him. Oh my god! But anyway, so you're from, so you're in Los Angeles now. How was that? Why? Why are you there? You're in the film. Why? Yeah, why'd you do that to yourself? There's traffic and and no water. That's true. And too many comedians too many comedians, <laughs> not That's enough water strange. and too much traffic.
1: We can't we can't water our comedians. <laughs> we have to pick which ones the water. Um <laughs> That's why yeah. Cameron Esposito's at least so tall. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um why am I here? That's a good question. Um I was getting very frustrated being in Minneapolis seeing as there's no film or TV there. Okay.
2: There's there's so
1: there's but, some,
2: like there's that a, that Laura Dern movie and Woody Harrelson movie shot there right as I yeah, was
1: leaving. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but you'd have to have been in the union, I think, for that. That's true. Like, I don't. I I know somebody who worked on it for a day. Yeah, but I don't know how the hell they got it.
2: I knew because. I just knew someone who was like a third or fourth assistant camera operator and was hauling shit a lot, but other than that, yeah. Third or
1: fourth camera assistant. <laughs> yeah, like the fifth one down the line. Yeah. That's normally what I do. Yeah. Is just set up monitors and it's babysit like, them.
2: Please make sure nothing
1: falls over. <laughs> yes, <laughs> basically. We will pay you $200 a day to make sure that this monitor does not fall you over. Know- okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> At a certain point, like um, you know, with uh, daycare centers, you you realize mm-hmm. they're all just making sure the kids don't die. Like no one's like <laughs> making sure like they're like learning and growing and playing. Like the right. fifth person in the room That's is just like, bonus. is anyone is anyone bleeding? Is anyone bleeding? Not you, mm-hmm. Cheryl. I know it's your time of the month. Is anyone under the age of five bleeding?
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Anyway, so you got frustrated.
1: I got muy frustrado.
2: Oh, español.
1: espanol muy
2: bueno um
1: yeah i was very frustrated being at home um it was cold and dark there (laughs) as you know yeah (laughs) um
2: is that the aurora Borealis? yeah isn't it august yep
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep um So, it was cold and dark, and I was working two jobs for no reason. Okay. I, the month of November of, like, 2014, I had one day off. Ick. For some reason. Uh, I don't know why I did that to myself, but, so, my brother sat me down, and he was like, you're not happy. You need to leave. (laughs) The way, the way siblings do. Get out of here. Get out of my life. You're making me miserable
2: with your miserability.
1: (laughs) I mean, obviously, he was much nicer about it. But basically, he had this conversation with me where he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to be in film. And he's like, well, is there film here? I was like, no. (laughs) Leave. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, there's film in Los Angeles. I was like, yeah, but there's materialism and traffic. And he's he looked me square in the eye. He's like Chelsea. There's materialism and traffic everywhere. (laughs) There's not film jobs everywhere. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I said, "Oh." (laughs) Because apparently I'd never that had never (laughs) crossed my mind before, and I'm not joking. For some reason, I had never put those two things together. And so, (laughs) like within the next two weeks, I had an airbnb confirmed for three months yeah in los angeles what was that like gone the airbnb yeah was that all right yeah um actually they can't allow you to stay that long anymore oh yeah like yeah like within two months of me leaving the airbnb like los angeles county put out a law where you where airbnb specifically can't have guests for longer than a month or something because it takes away from hotel business or from their renting business. I mean, it kind of makes makes, It's just in the Los Angeles County area. Yeah, it makes sense in
2: a way, but also, like, I want to rent out my home for cheap.
1: Right. Well,
2: so what the trick would be is, like, have someone for, like, 28 days and then Mm -hmm. have them come back in a week.
1: Yeah, basically. That's just a little frustrating. Yeah. But, so, I was able to do it while it was still available um which was good mm-hmm. and uh the my host was cute she was this kiwi woman from new zealand and oh yeah she called her place the kiwi house the kiwi house <laughs> uh-huh it's nice uh, yeah Welcome to it the was, kiwi house yes oh you you're doing a way better job than i am That's, at this um it's my job it's it's my job it's fine <laughs> okay
2: like if you were to throw a bunch of footage at me and be like, make this a cohesive story, I'd be like, uh, nope. I'm gonna do a voiceover. The people talk. (laughs) You want me to sync audio to the lip flaps? No, no, Mm. no, 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 no. no, no. What do I, (laughs) who am I? Ugh, no. 24601.
0: (sighs)
1: My name is John Valjean.
2: <laughs> One moment, I'm going to turn down the gain for this next impression.
1: <clears throat> okay, bring it.
2: He thinks that man is me. He knew him at a glance.
1: That stranger he <laughs> is found. Yeah. Nice.
2: Thanks. If you take, if you, my other bit I used to do when it came out, if you take Russell Crowe's voice and Hugh Jackman's voice and you put them in a blender from that movie, you get mm-hmm. David Bowie. It's like, now bring me prisoner 24601. Oh, no time was up, your parole's begun. You know what that means? Yes, it means I'm free. And you take those two. Like, mm-hmm. Now it means you get your yellow ticket of leave. You're a thief, I still alone. Anyway, probably cut all that out because it's just me doing stand up material.
1: Um, I remember you doing that stand up material as well.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, because. I don't think I understood it when you.
2: It. that's funny and i'm glad that like that's part of it because like i got an applause break for that really yeah when i performed it because people were like oh he's doing all both parts of a Les Mis." Oh. Yeah.
1: well applause break to you
2: mm-hmm. so i'm glad like there was someone in the audience that was just like i don't understand <laughs> because like no no I think that's a really beautiful thing of like everyone's like ah and they're just like I don't what's going on, hmm?
1: Yeah. Hmm? what what are we
0: doing? What are you what? No. Huh?
2: <laughs> what? No. Um. So you're uh. What were we talking about? You where you're from and why you're in Los Angeles oh. and being there yeah. and um I it's assume really nice here. yeah I assume you're a lot happier here uh, there now than you're. Not
0: in...
1: uh yes. Yeah. Um I am I, I oh god your face <laughs> is getting really close to the camera. Um Um yes, I am much happier, even though I don't have as many friends out here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's and I'm fair. far away from my family, uh-huh.
1: and I'm missing my nieces grow up, mm-hmm. and my nephew can't pick me out of a lineup, but other than that, I'm great! You know,
2: uh, all those things are overrated. You need to focus on you, do some yeah. yoga, drink some Just juice. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I honestly, though, read Kenobi. It'll make you feel better. Kenobi? Yeah, on um, the, the Star Wars uh, Tales Novel. I understand, but why? Because he's, like, alone <laughs> that whole time, oh. and it makes me feel better
1: when I feel alone. Oh, Yeah. I've got little notch marks in my wall. With how many times to... you're like, oh, I'm alone today, too. <laughs> There's it's... another day that my parents have come, haven't come to get exactly. me. Exactly. I've got dolls. The rebel fighters. Ugh. Actually, I do have an absurd amount of pop dolls yeah i don't have any rebel pilots though oh fix that i have poe dameron well he's a rebel pilot Well a resistance he's a resistance pilot. same shit different name let's let's be e- suman- okay <laughs> let's be pedantic about okay this. so like
2: um neo-nazi is to alt-right what rebel is to resistance at this point
1: I am a little appalled at that, re- <laughs> that resemblance that you just made. Yeah, well, it's just
2: relate same shit different name like Yeah. Uh, we're not going to call it <laughs> Anyway. Um it's fine. <laughs> I was just going to steal Pat and the Oswald's joke. So, um Oh, well that would be theft. Yes, that's why I didn't do it or burglary or larceny. Like same shit different name. What about arsony. arson-y? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> Just like mm-hmm. fucking lighting things on the fire. There's two groups that use the word um, "who rely on arson as like a threat." In number one, me. Uh, number two is arsonists. Number one is waiters.
0: <laughs> Just so you know, every
2: time you go into a restaurant and you you behave in it any way frustrating,
0: mm-hmm.
2: a, a waiter will turn to another waiter and go, "I want to burn the building down." Because it's never, <laughs> "I want to quit." It's always, "I want to burn the entire building down." No one should That's be in true. here.
1: I can relate to that. Yeah.
2: Um, And your parents, are are they from Minnesota as well?
1: No. uh, They're both from California. Okay. Um, My dad was an Air Force brat, though, Um, so he moved all over the place. Why
2: would they move to Minnesota?
1: Um, My mom got a job at Carol Uh which is the um, NBC affiliate for the news Mm -hmm. in Minneapolis. She was a news anchor for... Over thirty years, I can't remember the exact amount, but it was over thirty. So she was she was doing it since she was like
2: ten, because she doesn't look a day over forty.
1: Hey, (laughs) (laughs) yep, exactly. She was doing it from age Uh ten, and then now the weather. (laughs) And my dad moved because of the Guthrie. Okay, um, he started out as an actor, but didn't get. Further than a spear carrier, I believe, is what he likes to say, um, in like King Lear, uh-huh. and then he realized he could make more money as a theater producer. So sure. he became a theater producer, and sense. he was actually the general manager of the Guthrie Theater for, I think, ten years during the seventies. So basically during the seventies. Okay. I think so.
2: Yeah, and um, they split up. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And that was oh,
1: uh. I'm a child of the arts, and with (laughs) that comes
0: divorce. That's not... Okay,
2: yeah. I mean, a lot of the time. I'm like, I'm a child of the arts, and my parents are together now. Yes, but... They're also not... They are not artists. Um as it were, uh, but it is this thing of, like, yeah. um, you mentioned, like, in our first go at this that it was...
1: uh <laughs> so sorry.
2: It's fine. <laughs> During college, they split up? Or for you?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. It's a, so it's a more recent thing. I always assumed you were, like, nine when it happened, because you seem pretty well-adjusted oh, about it. Oh,
0: well, thank
1: you. Mm-hmm. I, f- I keep forgetting that you weren't a part of my life then, because it just, it seems like you were, um, but no. They, they split up um... The divorce began... Yeah. Like...
2: Most s- divorces
1: do, with yelling.
2: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, it the best of by times that was standard... the
2: sometimes. <laughs>
1: That's <was> bad. <laughs> by that standard, it started when I was two. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when uh, like, it actually started happening was like literally the week after my final like grad party for high school. So like I was Congratulations, like,
2: honey. I'm moving out. Yeah.
1: And so are yep. you. Yep. Basically. Um I mean it was just it was a bad time. Uh-huh. So um the shit started happening um right after I graduated from high school. Okay. And then it took forever. Um Like, it dragged on. I don't entirely know the details on it, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was, it just kind of took forever. And so through that, um, I, uh, well, I knew, I I already knew at that point that I had a history of depression. Yeah, yeah. um, Because in middle school, I experienced some bullying, not so fun times. Yeah. Because you're ginger. Because I'm ginger, mm-hmm. that's the only reason why.
2: You have um, poor clothes and the ginger. You must be a Weasley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh.
1: hand-me-down clothes. I believe is. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the line. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Google it okay. later and send it to me and be like, yeah,
2: I'll cut that bit out and then replace it.
1: Yeah. No, anyways. And a hand-me-down robe. That's how oh, I Was a hand-me-down robe. <laughs> You must be a Weasley.
2: Yeah. Um. But you, did a lot of bullying and.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So middle school, I went through bullying because I got excited about Harry Potter and Star Wars. Uh huh. And. The worst of things. The worst of things.
2: The. Uh... The things that like are a staple of uh, millennial society at this point. I
0: know.
1: I don't understand what the hell was wrong with everybody, but like. The fact that I thought I was cool, people were like,
2: oh, you're stupid. Oh, hey, Chelsea,
1: look, it's a stick, it's a lightsaber. Or a wand, whichever
2: you prefer. You're such a dork. Throws it at it, hits the eye. Yeah. Fucking
1: hell. (laughs) Kids suck. Kids are the worst. They have no filter. That's why. They, I know. It's awful. I don't know why they chose me other than, yeah, I got excited about things. All right, so I'm going to unrelated okay so it went to the edge of the screen and it is still continued to
0: record good
1: okay cool so here's hoping here's hoping that's okay um right back to middle school so um when i was in middle school i got bullied and so i went to therapy Mm -hmm.
0: for that a little
1: bit and i also started um taking anti-depression medication mm-hmm. and that i guess helped i don't know i mean it didn't get rid of my bullies but made you less definitely... hard on yourself gosh i don't even know okay i think so i mean i'm still here so yeah. <laughs> it must have worked somehow <laughs> um certainly didn't hurt the situation exactly it didn't hurt it um, so then, in college i went started going back to therapy because of my unfortunate circumstances at home and that's kind of when um i started that was that was the early beginnings of me realizing that I had um anxiety as well as depression mm-hmm. and um that really came to. Like the 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 time in my life where I experienced the most anxiety was actually when I met you. Yeah. So you met me during like one of the worst times in my life. Huh. Um. Yeah. Um. I was feeling awful at Uh that point. Um. And that was around the age of 22 because I wasn't in the place where I wanted to be. Wait. What? We've known each other for I think three years. It's since 2014. Yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> You're giving me a weird look. Oh yeah, I just thought uh, time passes. We're all dying. Ah, that's uh, that's ah. it. That's it. Uh, I just uh, I didn't realize I'd known you for that long.
1: Yeah. Shit. As long as a pair of jeans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so 30 by 30. <laughs>
2: 30 by 30. Yeah, that's my my jean size. Oh you're tiny yes small (laughs) s-m-o-l with an um, umlaut over the o so um but anyway all right you Uh, were feeling shitty when i met you and i was like ah she seems all right
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) she likes star wars and she feels shitty yeah i mean yeah that's like most of my friends so yeah basically um yeah, so during that time, I was working at uh, Willow Creek 12, which is no longer Willow Creek 12, oh. it's Imagine 12. Oh, really? Yeah. 9900
2: Chilar Parkway, Minna- it's Plymouth, the same. It's Minnesota. It's the same
1: address. <laughs> it's just, now it's a different...
2: Is Andy uh, still
1: the manager there? I think so. Um, I completely forgot his name and so when I was talking with Jen about it, I was like, Who there was somebody there? I can't remember his name. Scary I'm man sorry. with a beard. Yeah, I'm sorry, Andy. He was yeah. He's a he's pr- not gonna listen to this. No,
2: he's not. Um <laughs> there's no way in hell unless like Justin's like here. And even then like he'll hear this part and go, mm. Mmm. Mm. Is it just mm. me? And I mean all respect. I, I like Justin a lot. Um Justin uh-huh. looks like an owl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I'm. I. I've never. The reason why I'm laughing is because their Christmas tree uh-huh. is literally all owls because that's all Jen buys is owls. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> Did it start before or after she met Justin? <laughs> That? I don't know. You'll have to ask her because she's, they've known each other for like like 12 to 15 years. I don't know years.
2: why, but I just really like this owl. <laughs> and I feel drawn to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, but anyway. So you, you had having like a rough time at the Willow Creek Theater living in I Minneapolis, having, Minnesota.
1: I was having a very rough time at Willow Creek because um, it was just a really bad time in my life. Like I thought there was an opportunity that I was waiting for where I might have been able to move to London but I was waiting on it forever and ever and ever. Amen. And it was just really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it was just not... Coming together, and so finally I was like, I need some sort of a job to make me less depressed. Yeah. <laughs> because I was doing nothing at home. I was just literally waiting for this job to not come through. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got a job at Willow Creek because I knew I could leave it <laughs> really quickly. <laughs> Excellent. Continue. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and uh, so then I met you. Uh huh. And then everything got better (laughs)
2: um... (laughs) and you're like boy this this man child talks about farting a lot at work what's
1: up with that (laughs) no i think it was we had a break at the same time yeah at one point and then you were talking about the differences between british and american actors Yeah, yeah yeah and you literally said what i had said to my mom previously which was like they do more yeah, because they have an option to. I was like, this dude's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so... Um, around that time, I had, like, a really, really bad time. So, like, a bad time went to worse time. Um, it, was around... the best. it was the worst of times. It was the worser it was... of the times. <laughs> it was really bad of the times. Yep. Um, <laughs> around... August of that year, I took some time off to be a part of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Yeah, which is a great little two weeks mm-hmm. or week and a half. And during that time, um, because I had time off, I didn't. When I wasn't at the festival, I was just left alone with my thoughts. And <laughs> that's, that's never good. No, no bueno. <laughs> that's so no and good. That's so no good. Um, What's the matter, so, you? So, so I was on a walk by myself which is also not a good thing to be doing and like there's this specific moment where i was looking up at the sky and i just i knew i was seeing like colors and stuff but everything just it was like i was seeing two things at once i was seeing the sky but also i was seeing like a black cloud no not a black cloud like a black blanket just covering me Mm. and I was like well this is not normal Mm -hmm. um I need to do something about this so I told this to my therapist and he's like you know what you should check out some medication for anti-anxiety and so I was like okay let's do this Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I don't want to be underneath this black blanket anymore Mm -hmm. um so that is when I started getting on medication for anti-anxiety and I had been off of my antidepressant meds for years. Yeah. And... Because... I... I have had... I've grown up with two schools of thought. Which is one, medication is great and you should take it. And then the other is, we don't need medication. So... <laughs> um, And you can... Feel free to guess wh- where that came from. um, And... So I had this idea that I could be fine without medication, Uh but no. Um, So so I got on anti-anxiety meds, Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine what my life would have been like if I hadn't started. Because with the amount of anxiety shit that I've gone through, Mm -hmm. I can't. Like, I literally, I don't think I'd be here. Yeah. Um, Without the support of my brother and sister, I don't think I'd be here. Without, like, my therapist, I don't think I would be here. Mm-hmm. Without this medication, I don't think I would be here. It's just because, like, when you get into an anxiety attack, it's like nothing, almost nothing helps. Yeah. It's horrible. And, yeah. Yeah,
2: because it does feel like, it feels like you're... Trapped against a wall with a gun pointed at you. Like, it, like, is that frightening. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. Because it's the same, like, gland-secreting chemicals that Mm -hmm. when you're in that situation, it's the same thing. Um, Steve Martin describes it, uh, his doctor described it to him, like, there's a lion in the room. But there's no lion. Mm. You know, obviously. But,
1: Mm. yeah. Yeah. And, um... I'll be honest, I'm a little... I'm a little nervous to talk about this because mm-hmm. I don't want people to look at me like I'm some sort of fragile thing. Like I'm this China doll that will break and it's like, oh, don't be sad, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea, we love you. And it's just like, I understand that and I'm very thankful for that, but also like just you saying that unfortunately doesn't help. Me. Yeah. Like I understand like, and I very much appreciate the sentiment behind mm-hmm. it, but like I was, I was having um, a bad night recently, and I told one of my friends about it here, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I totally could tell that you were having a bad night. I'm so sorry I didn't say anything about it. Like, I'm so sorry I, I didn't like ask you how you were doing." I was like, "No, dude, that's like that's not your responsibility. Yeah, that's not your job. Yeah, because like yes, it sucks that I'm going through a bad night, but." also if anything had happened it wouldn't have been on you yeah like it's not your job to police me yeah
2: i'm an adult that's trying to i'm
1: an adult and not to say that like it's not having to do with like independence or anything but also like isn't it like i don't i don't i don't even know how to describe it but it's not it's not their responsibility yeah
2: That's a good way. Like it's your thing to deal with, and uh, if he yeah, if people can help, that's always nice. But generally, yeah, you you can't because it's all internal anyway. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and it's it's very it's a very difficult thing to deal with. Yeah, because it is internal, and there's not a lot of external signs.
2: Hey, folks, um, I'm going to interrupt me and Chelsea for a second here. Um, So basically, we had a little kerfuffle, so we took a break and then came back. So I just thought I'd take this opportunity to tell you about my other podcasts and what better way to do that by playing some fucking ads. That's right. It's an ad break like a real podcast would do. Okay, fuckos. Hello, I'm Tristan Miller. And I'm Miles News.
1: Hey, Tristan, do you like movies? No,
2: I think they're all garbage and bad, and we should stop making them. If there was only some way for me to experience new movies. But I don't like going to the movies or watching movies. I want people to describe movies to me. So you want, like, an audio medium where someone will send you, Uh like, regularly send you a description of of better movies than the ones being made? Like, cooler, more, like, sexy radical movies. Yeah, that sounds like an ideal situation. How could I do that? I think I have a solution to your problem. What's it? Let me pitch this at you. Wink! Elevator pitch. Oh, what's that? It is a podcast where two best friends... Oh, who are they? Are they us? It's me and you. We're best friends. We pitch fake movies at each other and see who comes up with a better movie that week and the loser has to spend spend, uh,
0: the time until the next show uh, in an elevator. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh uh-huh.
2: Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah, yeah. Elevator pitch comes out every other Friday.
0: Going up, going up.
2: But anyway, um, so. we were talking about how, um, yeah. Uh,
1: God. <laughs> Do you want to try that again?
2: One, two, seven. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. One,
1: two, five. Three, my lord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, we were talking about, like, how it's, like, the onus is on you to, like, kind of deal with your uh, yes. disease and mm. stuff, um, which is fine, um, and, like, it's the same way of, like, if someone had asthma, it's their responsibility to have an inhaler on them at all times, you know what yeah, I mean?
1: Yeah, Definitely.
2: Yeah, and or to not go into dusty rooms. <laughs> like if they, if they, like, mm-hmm. if you're an idiot about it, like, that's kind of. I mean, and that's very harsh because like, uh, uh, mental illness is a little more difficult right. to gauge what's going to trigger you or not. Right. But that's fine. Like, um, i I think it is the responsibility of the uh, the person with the disability to. Mm research it and know about it and know what's happening and that's one of the main frustrations i have with a lot of mentally ill people mm-hmm. is that they, just, that they know they have this yeah. thing and then just kind yeah, of ignore they just it
1: refuse to acknowledge it well although okay so here's mm-hmm. the thing it it there is definitely a place for support i don't like for sure. i don't, don't want to be misunderstood in saying that
0: yeah
1: like don't tell me oh just stop being sad which fair enough <laughs> please don't just tell me to stop being sad but um like
2: mm-hmm. stop having your face punched. what
1: <laughs> and stop hating yourself stop hating yourself um so which <laughs> which what
2: well that's basically positive self talk is the mental version of like stop hitting that's yourself true,
1: that's true. <laughs> um there is definitely a place for people to like I like I wouldn't be the type of person that I am today without the support and help of my oh, for sure. brother and sister and my mom and my dad and um, mm-hmm. et cetera because they i mean they're they're able to be gentle with me when I'm like that, and I think yep. that's definitely the best way to approach it is to just be gentle with that person who's having. An anxiety attack. And, yeah, so anxiety attacks are pretty awful. Um, The reason why we had to stop recording for a second was because I was trying to look up um, the side effects, and then I accidentally stopped recording. Um, And so, like, let me see if I can get the anxiety side effects. Oh, no.
2: Well, rapid heart rate. Shaky knees,
1: yeah,
2: inability to breathe, rapid thoughts
1: with, with me. Let me see. The, the... <laughs> sorry, <What? laughs>
2: Miles just accidentally hit the wall playing VR. Continue.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is he okay?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like reached out for oh, something he... <laughs> and. <laughs>
1: Dumb animal. Okay, <laughs> continue. Right. So, um, I would say for me the the um, the side effects that I've experienced most often when having an anxiety attack have been rapid breathing, like not being able to catch my breath, really, mm-hmm. and. like your thoughts go into a horrible downward spiral because depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety go hand in hand so often. And it's really unfortunate Mm -hmm. because they feed off of each other. So basically you get anxious about like, well, like the thing that I'm most anxious about recently is like, Oh, I'll never get a job because freelancing is a fucking nightmare sometimes, frankly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, I'm never going to get a job. I'm going to have to move back home and then like yeah. depression will just feed into that and it's like well you shouldn't have even tried to come out here mm-hmm. and like who are you who are you to yeah do who this are you th- trying yeah. to fool type of thing and then mm-hmm. it's like that's right i'm fooling like only i'm fooling myself what am i doing and then like just down roll, <laughs> spiral and mm-hmm. it's um inability to like catch my breath um, I feel dizzy because I'm hyperventilating, um, mm-hmm. th- slow speech is something that I definitely have, yep. um, dealt with before. Like I was having, I know that that's something that my mom picked up on, um, when I've had an, an anxiety attack or two in front of her, um, is she'll be like, Oh honey, you're, you're barely like, you're speaking so slowly and, like, I'll just kind of look kind of spacey, and... Sorry, like
2: Kevin the spacey. image that came in. <laughs> Exactly, like, you slowly turn into Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, mother, I'm having a hard
1: time.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> but yeah, continue. Um, I have to stop thinking about House of Cards now. Um... Yeah, just like, uh, it's like you feel like a weight is pressing down onto you, and you feel like you're just trying. It's the, the, this weight is trying to flatten you against the earth. And, um, it's awful. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to get out of as well because, um, at least for me, when i'm in that type of a state i often think there's just no point in getting out of it and there's no point in living and like who am i trying to fool there's i'm there's no point all i'm doing is inhaling and exhaling and i can't at that point i've gotten to the point um where there's like nothing that can snap me out of it except thinking, well, I don't want to die. I have enough hope in this moment to at least, like, take a shower or, like, at least Mm -hmm. drink a glass of water or at least, like, have something to eat. Because often these types of things happen when... I'm most predisposed to do it. So, it like, my worst anxiety, depression attacks always happen. If I haven't eaten well, I haven't slept well, I've been... My circumstances are anyways, like, not good. Like, I haven't worked in a while. Um, and if I've had alcohol, and alcohol is never good um, to have when you're a depressed... Like, a depressive and anxious person... Um, mm-hmm. And So all these things If you have them all at the same time Then it's just like there's no Fucking way that you can pull yourself out of this Unless you like Tell yourself like you make a very Conscious decision to Like yeah. fight for yourself And it's very it's very difficult And in in that Moment you can't think about Anyone other than yourself Which is very frustrating because i like the most recent depressive attack that i've had the only thing that i could that i could think of is like what would if something happened to me how would my sister explain it to my nieces and Mm -hmm. i wasn't okay with The The result result of anything. Regardless of whether or not it got really bad, or even if it was just like slightly bad, I was like, what? I can't let them down because I love Mm -hmm. them too much. And I can't believe that I wasn't able to think of anybody else. Because Mm
0: -hmm.
1: obviously I would be like, I'm friends with you, you would be sad. Like I'm friends with other people, they would be sad. You'd be kinda sad. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, like
2: Who else would send me pictures of Of Star Wars characters Who else like, would send you Who would fill that I void know, Who
1: else would send you pretty pictures of of Poe Dameron
2: Yeah that as well
1: <laughs> But anyway um, I Yo. But Yeah it's just an incredibly Frustrating thing that like in that moment You can't think about anyone else Except yourself like
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's always kind of what's shaking me out of it. It's like, okay, I would. I immediately, I'm like, how would my parents react? Mm-hmm. Okay, calm yeah. down. Um, and that's kind of why. Um, I'm. This is kind of related. I'm always worried about like whether or not to have kids oh. and stuff like that. Like it's like it's how do you explain that to like you were saying how do you explain those niece? How do you explain that to your mm-hmm. child if like I'm ever hospitalized right. or something? It's like, well, Dad's feeling very sick right, right now. Um, and it's that sort of thing. And um. Funnily enough, in uh, in Carrie Fisher's book, The Best Awful, she uh, it it's one of those you know semi autobiographical right. things that right. she wrote, um, and the character Suzanne goes through a manic episode and has to be hospitalized, and they have a hard time explaining that to her daughter, mm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is you're right though; it's hard thinking about other people when you're in mm-hmm. that situation because it's hard to do anything except for just live, oh. and even that's hard. Yeah. So, like, it's, it, and that's what's something that, that's hard to explain, mm-hmm. you know, because, so, fascinating little bit of information. The reason um, some of the antidepressant side mm-hmm. effects, um, a lot of the time they'll go, oh, you might become suicidal and you might actually attempt something. It's because when you're so depressed, mm-hmm. y- you can't bring yourself to be motivated to do anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And so once that's alleviated a mm-hmm. little bit, but you're still not feeling mm-hmm. great, a lot of the times people go, "Oh, finally, I have the gumption to kill right. myself," which is kind of terrifying yeah,
1: it's
2: so but like that's the um the uh what do you call it the, the to point out how bad depression is it's like you're you feel so shitty that you can't even like muster up mm-hmm. <laughs> anything to, to try and fix the situation mm-hmm. in a shitty way or anything mm-hmm. like it's it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to deal I'm with. I'm
1: glad. I mean, yeah. there's a part of me that's glad that there's that safeguard because I'm...
2: Oh, for sure. Like,
1: I have, like, I've never fantasized about ever... And, okay, we're getting into an area where I'm a little nervous to talk about this because I'm going to share this on my Facebook. Yeah. And there are people that I've worked with that I'm friends with on yeah. Facebook. And I think this is something that we covered in the previous recording that only had you recording in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Whereas I feel very... I'm, I'm rather nervous about this because I don't want people to look at me like I'm some sort of fragile thing. And I am... This is just. This is a very difficult thing to talk about, but I'm glad I'm doing it with you uh-huh. because I, you understand me and you understand where <laughs> I'm coming from, and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable talking with you about this. But if I were to try to talk with this, I don't know. It's just there's yeah. there's aspects of it where it's like I would like to be more vocal about this, but
2: it's really hard outing it, yourself. It I is get it.
1: because. There's yeah. so much
2: to explain. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's so much um, misinformation about it and that exactly. sort of thing. And it is this thing. Is I would say this. If anyone is listening to this, I'm like, oh, poor Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, no, you live with this thing inside you, and you've decided to do – like, you've decided to fight right. it, and that makes you more brave than not, and that makes you stronger than not. It's just sometimes it gets really bad and difficult to deal with. But, like, that's also – if someone has any other chronic illness, right. like say they have like a fractured, they suffered a spinal injury, and some days it's really literally hard for them to get out of bed because of the physical right. pain. It's the same right. thing. People would call that person brave.
1: Yeah, but because, I mean, and I've struggled with this as well because it's like mental illness is fairly invisible, almost yeah. entirely invisible. Yeah. And it's very. It's been difficult for me to grasp that I have some sort of illness in my Mm -hmm.
0: mentals
1: (laughs) because of And you dumb piece because of that. Because it is invisible and like like how you say in your stand up, when do you bring it up with people? Like Yeah.
2: I've I've added a bit to that Because I talk a little bit about Tinder And it's this thing of like I do a podcast about it I do stand up about Mm -hmm. it If you're not bright enough to pick up on those two things Mm -hmm. Then fuck off You know kind of thing It's like that's when I tell them I'm doing it now all the time And that's fine But it is it's a difficult thing to It's a difficult topic to broach
1: Yeah because I have had people And they shall remain nameless Tell me and this is, I mean, they, they meant well, and I, un- I understand yeah. that they meant well. <laughs> and it was coming uh, from a place of they didn't, like, they, they were trying to be positive, basically. But uh-huh. it was just unfortunately misinformed. They have told uh-huh. me, don't label yourself as that because there are people who have it mm-hmm. worse than you. But what you're feeling right now is just bummed out.
2: Well, that's not... Me. There's there's a difference between being bummed out and then like, uh, like when people are bummed out they go, man, that sucks. I know. When people are depressed they're like, I don't want to be breathing. Right. And like I'm not because like I want to die, but like I don't want to take up the oxygen because I'm not worth right. being right. around.
1: You know. And I'm so I'm reminded like I didn't address them because I was like I don't want to start anything right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do this yeah. right now.
1: But the The moment that I'm that I think of when I think of that is when mm-hmm. Han Solo is talking to C three PO and when yeah. they're playing that hollow chess or whatever, and C three PO is yeah. like, well, he made a fair move. He's talking about yeah. three C three R two, and yeah, yeah. Hans.
2: It's not wised up. Yeah, it's
1: like. Droids aren't known to pull their opponent's arms out of their sockets when they that lose. Wookies have been known uh-huh. to do that, and it's like, yeah, people who are bummed out haven't been, <laughs> aren't normally thinking yep. about their existence on this earth and whether or not they should. Yeah. End it. <laughs> I have that. Yep.
2: Yep. There is, like, a lot, and it's, because it is, like, there's this weird stigma to it, and there's also, like, a, I don't, there's a lot of weird things where, like, I've even questioned my diagnosis, which is pretty conclusive, mm-hmm. Um, it's but, and I think I've mentioned this before to you, but, like, it's, no, normally, maybe once or twice, maybe once or twice, someone will have the thought, I want to end my mm-hmm. own life, because they'll, like, go through a really bad breakup, mm-hmm. or they'll be griefering, right. but... I have that like voice in my head at least, you know, on average, at least twice a day, yeah. depending on where mm-hmm. I'm at. <laughs> um, so there's that as well. Like, because there is a huge difference between because depression isn't being sad. Mm-hmm. It's there's it's completely different. Mm-hmm. I really wish we had a better word for it or that we understood the definition. Or one that it.
1: wasn't so overused. Yeah. Because it's like, Cause there's that... oh, I'm so depressed I didn't get the right sandwich I ordered. Like, It's like, no, you're,
2: you're an it's asshole. It's like, no, we just <laughs>
1: have inadequate mm-hmm. adjectives in the English language yep. for the experience that we're going through
2: at this yeah. point. Um, there's that moment in the office where he's like, I'm depressed. Isn't depressed just a fancy word from bummed out Dwight, you ignorant slut?
0: <laughs>
1: Is that what that's from?
2: Yeah, well d- um something you ignorant slut originally was in uh, SNL oh. but then yeah, it's The Office. Okay. Yeah. That's wonderful. Um yeah. Uh but yeah, it's a um and we we talked on the phone a little mm-hmm. about that about this and if someone is judgy and shitty about like you talking about this then um fuck them, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like cuz like this is part of you and like I guess you don't have to you don't have to like accept and be supportive of every part of every person right. because if you there are qualities that you don't mm-hmm. like, that's fine. But you have to acknowledge it and just kind of I guess accept is a good word. Like that's part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like it, but it right. is. You know what right. I mean? So it's okay. And I know that's kind of harsh when people are close, right. and you can't kind of just be like I'm never talking to you again. It's more like just like mm. <laughs> um, also. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, you know it's like okay um it's like the same way you know if you have someone in your family that voted for someone you don't agree with you kind of just don't bring yeah, it up
1: exactly
2: you like because you don't want to start right shit. exactly unless unless it's directly applicable to the conversation you're already having or what's going Even on Even
1: then, i'm just like Ugh, hide me
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah, and then you mentioned as well, like, you're kind of uncomfortable with the term mental illness, and yeah. why why is that, again?
1: Good question, because as I was writing my notes last night, I was like, I remember having a question about this, but I can't remember what the question is. I hope Tristan remembers what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there was... Oh! It was the truth oh, yes, thing, yes, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Th- that was a different part of what I was thinking about. But, yes, okay, so... Okay. Um, I, unfortunately, have heard a very I th- hmm, a poisoned, unfortunate view about mental illness, and it came uh-huh. during a very vulnerable time in my life, which was uh-huh. before I was on medication. I, I think I might have still even been in college when I heard this. Um, it, was, okay. it, was, it was a sermon about mental illness and addiction specifically but then the mm-hmm. pastor um went on to talk about modern psychology as a whole and basically let me see if i can find my notes for this um okay basically the point of the sermon was that modern psychology removes Christ from your life because to say that you have a mental illness is a sin and how i don't remember how <laughs> um <laughs> basically like if you're having sad thoughts it's because you're not praying enough i believe like in instead mm-hmm. of being sad you just need to pray and this also had to do with addiction like yeah. if you have a problem drinking you don't you actually have a problem worshiping and like, you just need to worship more. I don't know. It's really, it's, it's frustrating because as a Christian, I really, really disagree with this. And it's very difficult to, to hear something like that from a pastor and Mm -hmm. it can really mess with your head. Um, because, I'm trying to think of some other things that he was saying. Because, because Christ gave his life for us, mm-hmm. if you label yourself as depressed or addicted to something, this, I, I think it had mm-hmm. more to do with addiction, but also applies to um, mental illness. If you label yourself as that and give yourself that label, then you take Christ out of the equation. And How? Uh, do you, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, you take him okay. out of the equation and it is as if you are spitting on him while he is nailed to the cross so this is this image that this pastor gave us that like if you are if you don't ex if you don't worship him instead and instead label yourself as somebody who needs help <laughs> I uh-huh. guess If you're getting help from pills instead of God Basically you're an awful person <laughs> And you don't deserve to go to heaven Like
2: Yeah okay Also tell that to everyone who has cancer Yeah, You gotta pray those cells away yeah.
1: It was a very Christian science thing to say I mean I'm uh, Obviously I don't know anything about Christian science But I believe They might they I think they believe more in the power of prayer Rather than the power of medication I believe well,
2: okay,
0: that's. You but know,
1: this person uh, wasn't I... a Christian scientist. It, yeah, he was uh, Presbyterian. Calvinist,
2: I think. So he was not like for Fahrenheit. I don't understand.
1: Calvinist, no, not Celsius.
2: Know. Yeah, well, Calvinism. Ow. Calvin is the uh, degree system that scientists choose. Now that you know anything about science, I Chelsea. Don't. <laughs> Clearly, really listening to this fool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be inc- that's so okay. That's frustrating on so many levels because it is like, as someone who has uh, any sort of listenership, it, you you have a responsibility to be factual and correct mm-hmm. and not an idiot and make things 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 better, not worse. And like specifically in regards to addiction, it's the stupidest thing. Is the most frustrating part of that whole thing is. Um, A huge part of most like AA programs is finding a higher power than yourself Mm -hmm. and devoting your time to that. And it doesn't need to be like a God or the church Mm -hmm. or anything, just something, an idea Mm -hmm. that is bigger than you because, uh, uh, um, there's the whole thing, like a content alcoholic is a sober alcoholic because a lot of it is like, it's self-driven of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have been putting all this pressure on myself and I have no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. in the world. Um, so that's frustrating and then also all of the studies that have been have been shown is that addiction and subtraction no addiction (laughs) um is a disease both physical and mental right and as much because you can be physically addicted to things like you get the shakes and all that like you and then there's there's also just like the mental thing of like if i don't have this thing i can't be blank I can't be calm. Right. I won't be all right, and that's how it all generally starts. Um, and so that's very frustrating to deal with because there's like empirical evidence of like here, this is how this actually works. Mm. And same thing with same thing with mental illness in general. There've been like too many studies, mm. and we can we can do too much with technology to deny it. You know mm. what I mean? Like when you look at a brain scan of someone who has schizophrenia and someone who's neurotypical, they don't look the same, right? Like, straight-up don't. Um, so that's very frustrating. Yeah. And it's also, like, the difference between prayer and ther- a therapist is a therapist will talk back.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, and the therapist I went to when I was in Minnesota was Christian. Yeah. Also. Yeah. So it's like...
2: Yeah. Ugh
1: it was just a really bad thing for me to hear at that point in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. It really fucked with my head because it's like if you ask for help, you're fucked basically.
0: Like mm-hmm.
2: And like here's the other thing. There's this whole concept in Christianity that God works through people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that can so
2: maybe he's working through a yeah, therapist to help you out I better.
1: Know. Oh my god. I know. I know. And like and also Oh, it was that thing that you reblogged? Or mi- did you send it to me? Or I sent it to you? Like, if you can't... If your neurotransmitters aren't working, StoreBot will do fine. StoreBot is fine. Yeah, yep. that was... Exactly. That is so necessary, because without my... And uh, by the way, I'm, I will say that my... The medication I am on is non-addictive. It is citalopram. Yep. It's super cheap. Which, mm-hmm. just, thank God, it's super cheap. I think I... Yeah, I
2: think it's the. I have some of that lying around. Really,
1: you should take it. Maybe. Uh, um, well, I mean, it makes
2: me groggy. Oh,
1: well, take it at night.
2: I. It makes me groggy the whole oh. day.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. ba bum bum Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: th- well, the the big name for it is Celexa, and it's like it basically oh, yeah. just it helps you, like the the something the things that make you happy. I don't have enough of them
2: dopamine. Yeah, so
1: it just strengthens the dopamine that I already have. Yep. And without that I would I mean, I'm still experiencing depression and anxiety, but if I didn't have that, good lord, I don't want to imagine.
2: Um there's a a clip from the show You're the Worst um where they're talking to a therapist and she uses the word managing depression and you're like, "You mean win. You mean beating oh, yeah. it." I'm like Yeah, and I'm like that's so Because people think that as well, like, legitimately, like, oh, once I have this, it'll go away forever. And specifically, like, coming to terms with the disorder that I have, Mm. it's difficult because it's not going to go away. Even if you're on a mood stabilizer, even, you know, and depending on the level of it, like an antipsychotic, it is only going to be manageable from here on out. You're never you're never going to be 100% healthy except for in the, like, interim. And it's also the thing of, like, um... Man, I just had a thought. Like, you're managing it, and it's, like... all right. It's a life-threatening disease. Like, that's something that a lot of people don't understand. Um... And there's this really good article, I think, on either the mighty or something like Mm -hmm. that, um... And it's a little bit more complicated now because um, the whole Lewy body dementia thing, but um, people, uh, it's what Robin Williams oh. had. It's kind of, it's a form of dementia. It's kind of similar. It has exhibits um, symptoms similar to Parkinson's. Yeah, uh, so like the shakes okay. and stuff like that and like hallucinations and paranoia and stuff like that. But there's this great article um, Basically, the thesis is Robin Williams didn't kill himself. His disease did. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think we should start looking mm-hmm. at it. Because, like, when someone does commit suicide, it's not their choice in a weird way. Because yeah. it's not it's not their fault. No. Um, it's because uh, it is like it's the same way, like, if you had a really bad asthma attack and then you couldn't catch your breath and you you passed out and you died or whatever however that works physiologically it's a kind of a it's a similar thing and I think we as a society kind of have to start taking things a little bit more seriously mm. in regards to specifically depression um, because because it is a killer and there's this whole concept as well that you are not your disease you know what I mean you behave certain ways because you're not feeling well, not because you're a bad person, not because it's part of your personality.
1: All right. That, that makes is sense. a harder one for me to to grasp because I'm so prone to just beat myself up internally. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah, mm, it's yeah. It's a very very difficult <laughs> for me to to. Discover... Believe that? Well, to, to discover what parts are my responsibility and what aren't. Yeah. Um, and... Well,
2: yeah. generally when, like, because I know you as a person, mm-hmm. um and so generally when you're impatient or rude or want to hurt either yourself or other people, mm-hmm. that's not you. Yeah. That's your brain going, I don't know how to deal with this situation. I'm trying to reset. Yeah. And... So, like, it's just about learning how to cope with those things, right. so they don't bleed out externally. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: because I think, unfortunately, uh, a part of my anxiety comes out in violent outbursts. But mm-hmm. I try very hard to keep that from happening because, like, I was having a I was having a moment the other night. I've had a shitty week just in general to lead up to this. So this is great. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was having a moment the other night where all I could do was like, the only thing I could focus on for like five, 10 minutes was to not throw a knife into the wall. Like that's all I could think about was Mm -hmm. throwing a knife into the wall. And thank God I've moved on to external stuff because I used to want to just hit myself. I think I saw fight club um a few times. Yeah. Uh, I know I saw it a few times and then I it's like I get I get I would get to a point where I would feel there's just so much energy that I'm dealing with inside of me. Like I am so bent out of shape and I'm so excited implies that I'm happy. But take f- take the feeling that you get when you're excited and then flip it. Like if you're so like I I don't know how to explain it but you're just your energy levels are off the roof off the charts, um through the roof off the charts, um and the only thing I could think of was to be like to hit myself just because like I was sad and I wanted to punish myself somehow because it's like somehow it's my fault or something and I thank God I haven't had that happen in a while, um I. I talked about it with my, my therapist and he's, he said uh, if you're feeling like that like that, just, just sit on your hands like sit on your hands until the feeling passes and then you won't have to deal with that anymore
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think it's important to talk about the fact that self harm can come in many ways not just cutting because yeah. cutting sounds mm-hmm. a little bit too uncomfortable for me <laughs> <laughs> um absolutely yeah and where whereas i will hit myself because sometimes you can pass that off as i don't know um something, something else. else and i think like i said i might have seen uh, might have been influenced by that scene in fight club when he suddenly has a um fight with himself but
2: yeah um I used to do that a lot, too. Oh, really? Like, I'd bang my head on... Yeah, bang my head in the wall, hit myself in the head a lot, yeah. Because oh. uh, I'd get really angry with myself and wouldn't know how to cope. Yeah, um, see,
1: it's just... Oh, God, it's the worst. And
2: it's like... Because it's like the thing of... With anxiety, a lot of... It's like an energy level of a full-blown rage, and then you... The person you're mad at is yeah. you. And I was kind of... I, I have... I've been working on this joke. I, I don't know if I've retooled it enough, but, like, sometimes self-harm isn't, <laughs> like buying a box of razor blades. Sometimes it's having 5 cups of coffee and hoping you have a heart attack. <laughs> yep. Cuz it is. It's yeah, it's that. And sometimes it's like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't smoke, but I'm going to have 6 cigarettes. Maybe I'll get cancer and die." Right. That's what Kurt Vonnegut did. Like he literally smoked every day hoping that he would get cancer and die cuz he was so depressed.
0: Yeah.
2: And like it comes in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's like um standing too close to the subway platform mm-hmm. just like maybe maybe something'll yeah. happen or because like Or, like, walking out into traffic or being, Mm -hmm. putting yourself in bad situations. And it's all the same thing of, like, not knowing how to cope with how you feel. And a lot of it, I think, comes from, because, and we should be, you should be grateful for every breath you take and that sort of thing. But to a point of, like, when you aren't, when you feel upset, when you're not wanting to be alive, you feel guilty about it. And that compounds the Mm self-loathing and it's difficult to deal with so specifically with the way society goes well if you're basically fuck you if you're depressed right. because you should like everyone wants to be alive right. it's just sometimes your brain thinks otherwise the way
0: yeah
2: because mm-hmm. it's a it's a nine pound gland it doesn't know what it's doing mm-hmm you know and there's this also this concept that our brains drive us we don't drive our brains like i'm a i'm a big believer in retraining your brain yeah. and like mind over matter that way but like as it stands as we come out of the womb that thing is in control right. like we are not in control of our brains we, like that's why stuff like intrusive thought syndrome is so scary what's that that is where you have thoughts that, um, come out of nowhere and are not appropriate a lot of the time. Um, like, oh, so uh, like, for your you... Brain? Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you look at a person like, what if I just strangled them? Like, that's not you. That's not something you should think about. But, like, that came into your mind. You don't have control over that. That's interesting. Yeah. It... Yeah.
1: I feel... Does everybody have that? Or do just I
0: have that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like everyone has it to a certain extent, but, like, if you have anxiety... Right. It's a lot worse, and they're a lot more extreme. Like, I have some thoughts that I'm not comfortable sharing in any medium because they're not appropriate, but they're also, like, they've made me question, am I a good person? Right. And that sort of thing, and it's... And you are. You're probably all right. It's probably just, like, your brain... What's the worst thing I can think of right now?
1: I remember I was going through a a very depressed time at school, and mm-hmm. there i had to cross a road to get to a building on campus that i went to fairly regularly and sometimes there would be cars on that road and then uh, and there was a time in my life where i was like what if i just like threw myself in front of this car oh absolutely. And it's just like 'Cause I was like, I don't even care at this point. Like, just fucking run me over. Do your worst. <laughs> like I was just in a really but it was like that's Man not, versus
2: machine tonight at yeah, four. Just like
1: that's yeah. not me. That's the mood I'm in. Like
2: Yep. The most comforting thing like I need
1: somebody to I need I need a somebody that is I need a minder.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit a handler. Mm-hmm a chelsea handler oh! if you will <laughs> um one of the most uh comforting things uh i've ever heard is stephen fry talks about this and like moods are like the weather mm. you know um they're real like when it's raining you're n- you you can not say oh it's it's going to be raining for the rest of my life
0: oh.
2: because it will pass right. but in that moment it is still raining uh, and it is still real yeah. But know that tomorrow is going to be sunny or it's going to be snowy. Yeah. It's, things change.
1: That's good. I like that.
2: Yeah. Um, Carrie also referred to it as uh, her her mood weather as well. And I think he probably stole that from her because they were pretty good friends. Um, and uh, in The Best Awful, she's talking, she talks about a faucet. Uh-huh. Um, when the faucet is open, uh, I'm quick and I'm, there's so much is coming mm-hmm. out of uh-huh. me and then when the faucet is leaky I'm like and tighten and it's just dripping it's hard for me to do anything uh. and i'm like that's a really good metaphor as well yeah. even if you're not like uh manic depressive right. even if you're just depressive that's a pretty good metaphor to like it's like a faucet right. when you're going normally you're going normally right. but yeah it's cuz it is this thing of like And this sounds rather melodramatic, but sometimes it's like a pain. It's inconvenient to breathe. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and... And you feel like
1: you're inconveniencing others by breathing?
2: Yep. (laughs) And... (laughs) Exactly. Uh And (laughs) And a lot of people just don't... Just don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And that's the shame of it. And... Because we don't talk about it much. We don't talk about it... I think... um... There were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of talk in high school when I was going to a public high school of like mental health days and people are kind of like, yeah, you just want a break. I'm like, but it's important. Mm-hmm. High school is very stressful. Yeah. And I feel like we should talk about that more in high school, how to equip yourself to deal with, with the world days. and the stresses of yeah. it in a, you know, decent oh, way. Yeah. Because I've noticed either we're being number one or either we're being more open with mental illness or it's more prevalent in my generation than any other. Like and I, I think, think it's both. a combination of both. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think our poor generation is just really we don't know what to do with
0: ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of the time. <laughs> a lot of the time yeah. cuz
2: like uh yeah, uh things have been changing so I much. Know. Um and it it's going back a little bit in the conversation of like people going, "Oh, I wish you like being supportive." Mm-hmm. The most frustrating thing to hear. Um, because I I have a friend and I work with him mm-hmm. a lot and I I get anxious at mm-hmm. work a lot because there's a lot of expectations of being doing a good mm-hmm. job. Um, and I work in a music venue, so it's loud. So oh. I and so I'm distracted by the music, right. and then I'm trying to do a good right. job. Um, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just really anxious right. today. And he says things like, Oh, well, we're all anxious. I'm like, No, no. we're not. Yeah. And also, you don't know how anxious I right. am like right in, like there have been times where i've i w- have wanted to either walk out of that building or go on stage and stop the show right. or like hurt myself or other people right. cuz like so saying oh we're all this yeah. is the most Pandering. i think just dis- yeah disrespectful thing you can do right. because you have no idea what it's like to be another person ever. Mm -hmm. Never say, I know what you mean. Say, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm comprehending on a like, an intellectual level and I'm here for you, but like the minute you go, oh yeah, I feel that way too. Mm -hmm. Unless you're like, you have the same diagnosis but even then, (laughs) like things come out differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Be supportive, but don't be a pedantic asshole about it.
1: Exactly. Everybody just be nice. Yeah, and it's it's pretty
2: easy when you stop and go. If I was in this situation, what would I want to hear?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why and I say that. My my dear mom, I love <laughs> I love her, but she it, at the beginning she didn't really understand how to how to deal with this, how to deal mm-hmm. with me being because she just she wants me to be better. She like yeah. it's I can't imagine what it must be like to watch your baby girl go through this. And yep. so she would just be like, oh, you you be, just be happy. Just, you know, <laughs> she doesn't know what else to say.
2: Any happy little thought.
1: Yeah, like, and so finally, after, after telling her a couple of different times, just like, please just tell me it's going to be okay. Just tell me, like, I can mm-hmm. tell that to myself, but it's just, it, it helps so much if I just hear it from it's... you or from an external yep. source. Like, it's going to be okay. But particularly, your yeah, mom. but particularly, because it helps if it's from your mom. It's like, yeah, oh, honey, it's going to be okay. It's like, yeah, okay. Yep. You're right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's that great quote
2: from. The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel oh.
0: <laughs> I love which that which is really. oh it's so I've good I it love it, was, it so but...
2: oh it's amazing I've seen it at least like five really? times oh, I love <laughs> it oh you can't has Bill Nye and Dame Judi Dench <laughs> in it yes please uh-huh. and Dev Patel he crushes uh-huh. it but anyway um it's it'll be alright in the end and if it's not alright it's not the end
1: Oh, I like that
2: yeah I like that a lot. It got that has gotten me through a lot of uh a lot of hard times in my life. Aww. When I'm like, uh oh, this is terrible and you're just like, well, if it's not all right, you got to keep going till it is. Right. Aww. Yep. I like
1: that. Yep. Me too. I
2: like that.
1: Um I think
2: that's a good place to end this thing too cuz we've been going for like an hour and a I hand.
1: know. I was I want to see if there there's a quote from the most recent Sherlock episode. Have you Okay. Have you seen it?
2: No, I don't. I'll watch when it comes out on Netflix. I'll watch all of them You're in a row. That is what so I have done for weird. every. That is what I've done for all <laughs> of the seasons so far. Okay,
1: um, let me see if I can find this quote on IMDb, and if I can't, then I have an idea as to where I, what I want to do. Um, okay. Okay, so there's there's this moment in the most recent episode of Sherlock which is the second well okay so this mm-hmm. is going to be airing once the season's over so I can't say most okay. recently um, so in the, the second, second episode ever... of series four of Sherlock on BBC <laughs> there um, okay. there is a moment where Sherlock is talking to a person who is considering taking their own life and he says this Taking your own life. Interesting expression. Taking it from who? Once it's over, it's not you who'll miss it. Your own death is something that happens to everybody else. Your life is not your own. Keep your hands off it. And I like that. Good. And also, I would like to end with Iceland is in the North Atlantic. (laughs) Its capital is Reykjavik. (laughs) <laughs> would you like an awkward pause? <laughs> I, I can't. I can't think of another trivia question. <laughs> would you? Would you like to play the
2: mouth organ, would you like... or would you like an awkward awkward pause? An awkward pause. Let's um. Let's do an awkward pause. Then, mm-hmm. huh?
0: <laughs>
1: I can't stop laughing You're not breaking Are you an actor? You can down But you can try You can try, you can try Come on, you can tell me I'm Bridget Cosgrove.
2: I'm Tristan Miller.
1: Tell me, Tristan, how do you feel about history?
2: I mean, I like it, except it's the most boring thing I've ever experienced in my whole entire life, and I want it to stop.
1: Hmm. If only there was a way that we could make you feel better about that.
2: Yeah, like if it was, like, funny and engaging and interesting with two people I really
1: like. Yeah, you know, I think I might have solved your problem. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's our own podcast, Blank History Month.
2: Oh, that sounds really good.
1: Yeah, it's great.
2: When does it come out? Uh, every Wednesday. Oh, I'll I'll do that then.
1: Yeah, it'll be great. Okay. Thanks. Yeah,
0: bye. bye. <laughs>